We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks so much, Julius. Explain what happened in the fourth quarter. How were you all able to get back on top? Uh, we got stops. Um, executing the half-court sets. And I think the biggest thing was we ran late. Like we got stops, and we were able to get easier baskets and, tra- and transition and uh, sped the game up a little bit, and then we just finished it off. Andrew Claudio, hello, sir. Very disappointed in you. I get that this is the recap and reaction, but can you please take 10 seconds and laugh at these motherfucking losers? <laughs> Oh man, no, I really don't want to do that because we. How many times we play this team again? You know, I, I, I look, and you know this. You know, I'm not just. You know, I'm not just saying this. I've, I've consistently had respect for this, this version of the Nets team. Uh, you know, and are they good? No, they're, they're not good, and they have flaws and like whatever. But like the Knicks gonna lose this freaking game tonight. <clears throat> And here's the thing. You know why it's not worth it to take that to, to, to laugh at the Nets? Because nobody gives a shit about the Nets. It's you know what's fun? It's fun to laugh at someone who everybody cares about, and there are a lot of people invested in, and they fall flat on their face. That's super fun. Like if like the Lakers, if the Lakers continue to go south this season, like take all the seconds we want to laugh at the Lakers because the Lakers have fans all over the world. Nobody gives a shit about the Nets with all due respect to our friend in Australia who cares very deeply about them. And I, I credit him for that. I liked his reasoning, by the way. Yeah, you know, Jay-Z. It's good. It's good a reason, Eddie. <laughs> um, but yeah, they play this team twice more now, you know, in, in last last three weeks of the season. So I hope we keep laughing at the Nets. Thank you, Mr. Claudio. Hush zoo for the love of New York and Joe Sai hand us Macau, please. Uh, man, I'd give up. I've said, I've said, I think I've said it. I take the whole sushi boat, the whole thing, whatever, whatever it takes to get that dude. I really would. And Look, maybe, maybe that would be uh, uh, foolish to to assume 
Because but doing that would be an implicit admittance that like the super duper star trade is never going to come, right? It would be it would be kind of admitting that. And I, I there will be some sort of star available. Like I, I think they'll get a chance to get Donovan at some point. I don't know if it's going to come this summer. I think they'll get a chance to get Donovan at some point. Um, and who knows? Maybe somebody else shakes free. You know, crazy shit happens all the time. You know that. The freaking Suns. Who the hell knows who's going to go on with the Suns? Maybe Devin Booker shakes loose in the next year or change, year and change, whatever. So maybe that would be foolish, but I think Mikal Bridges, he plays the game the right way. He plays obviously a high-level player. You put him on this team between... Between the shooting and the defense and the and the and the shot creation and obviously it goes without saying the chemistry with all these Nova guys. I sign me up. Sign me up. Thanks, Hush. Busy with another one. Thank you, Busy. I'm going to say this with clenched teeth, so bear with me. <laughs> I like Julius's energy in the fourth, pushing the pace with various results, but it was needed. Various results is only the one. I mean, I may, I may be forgetting one, but it I, the only the it was just a turnover, right? The the the, very, the Dennis Smith Jr. turnover. Nice, nice game for Dennis Smith Jr. Thought Dennis Smith Jr. made an impact. That congratulations to that guy. He's absolutely an NBA backup point guard. Still can't shoot. It's an issue, but like does a lot of other things well. Um. Did won them the game. It won. It absolutely won them the game. Thought his energy, his two-way energy from the moment he stepped foot back on the court in the fourth quarter was massive. Absolutely massive. <clears throat> uh, this is from. Sorry, I should have shouted it out before. Brunson said that that crazy defensive sequence was the play of the year for the Knicks. I agree. And then uh, this from Macal Bridges. You feel like at an away game at home, that's for probably any person sitting in here, any person alive. That's on all the Knicks fans at the Barclays Center. Hey, come play at MSG. Hush with another one. When it's dark, OG is my light. Pay him all the money. I love OG Ananobi. I know he's not perfect. I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. Though I thought that f- opening to the fourth quarter, that's I think that's his biggest stretch as a Nick so far. Not a large sample size, but I thought that was his biggest stretch as a Nick so far. Like he, whether he knew, like, hey man, my my team needs me right now. Whatever it was, they like that was big and just the. I mean, we're, again, I said it in the last post game. I'll say it again now. I, I'm taking the defense for granted already. I know McCall went off. I did not think that that was on OG for the most part. Fight a little hard to stay on. Don't give up. Don't concede the switch so readily. Um, you know, all that being said, <clears throat> finished. I mean, yet again, other than Achua, he was the best plus minus on the on the night. Achua was plus 11. OG was plus nine. Two blocks and four steals. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, the dude's everywhere. Dude's everywhere. Thanks, Hush. Nesla. Julius Randle drills the three and hits JB's uh, Selly. 
vibes are great. I liked that. I like it. May it was a little premature, maybe, but I liked it. I liked that a lot. I I dug it. Didn't do it in quite the same way though. JB, I forget what how we. I'm not gonna try to do it, but he like tucks it under the nose, and Randall was had a little bit more face coverage. You know, so feel like I feel like Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. That was that was what Julius was doing. Um, thanks, Nesla. Brandon Kohler, flawed team, but one that never quits. JB too small. Ha! No, they they're they're flawed. Um, it's they're, like they're flawed in multiple ways. Like they're they're flawed in that like they they don't always come out with the like the A plus effort. But at the same time, if you graded their average effort against the average effort of every other team in the NBA, I could pretty much assure you that they would be somewhere in the top three. I'm trying to think of teams that like play harder, more consistently than them. Like Orlando this year. Orlando with them. Orlando probably is right there. Um, haven't watched enough of OKC to say this declaratively, but like they, every time I watch them, they seem to play with a pretty spirited effort. So they're they're probably right there too. Yeah, Houston. Give you so like, but what am I talking about? We're talking about young up and coming teams who haven't been there. They're trying to prove themselves. Like those are the teams that you like might play with more consistent effort than the Knicks. But like, if you compare the Knicks to other teams, kind of in their bracket, where it's a little bit more veteran laden, they've kind of been there before. Um, you know, and so for them, for this team to be the one that never quits, it's 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 so refreshing, you know, especially in light of most of the last 20 years. Um, and then in terms of their structural flaws, like we know what their structural flaws are and we'll we'll see if they can rectify those in the coming weeks. What do we got? 16 days left. Yeah. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Shows what I know about ball coaching. I was so pissed at Tibbs for the decision to take out DiVincenzo, and it worked. Hey, Andrew, Joe Maurer, Hall of Famer, how you doing? So I here's what I know. I, first of all, I saw that Joe Maurer got in the Hall of Fame. Second of all, Andrew's not on with us right now, so he he can't comment. I'll let I'll let him you and him talk offline. Third, I even watched baseball and. Probably since Joe Mauer was playing, I I thought he was an automatic like first ballot Hall of Famer. I didn't I didn't realize that's controversial. Is that controversial, or is this like a Kevin take? I don't I don't know. From from what I recall, it seemed like he was a Hall of Famer. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate you, man. Russ Guberman, what's going on, Russ? Big boy win without iHeart. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They were they were big brother tonight. They were big brother tonight. The little brother gave a spirited effort. Big brother came out on top. Kudos to OG for propping up the bench unit early in the fourth. Absolutely. But I'm still 100% ready to cut bait on Grimes and Sims. Ah, come on. I thought Sims was okay. I know I kind of was lukewarm on him out of the game. I thought he was fine. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to trade for a center. The reporting suggests they're not going to make a big trade or, or any kind of trade for a center. Um, I think. I mean, if something was actually wrong with Hardenstein, maybe that'd be different. But, uh, 
you know, as for Grimes, I, I like Grimes to me at this point. It just, it just, it's, it's. He seems like he needs a change of scenery, and like his value. Like, look, if he goes to another team and he plays, you know, he's playing thirty minutes a night, and he's taken eight threes a game, and he's shooting forty percent, then the Knicks are, are going to look pretty, pretty ridiculous. I, I think where I'm at with Grimes, especially with like, I'm not saying the defense has been bad this year. It has not been bad to be very clear. It has not been bad. He's, he's a good defender and he's had some really impact games, super impact possessions. Like he's a, he's a solid defender. And like, if he's, if his, if his defense has been at times spotty, Again, you could forgive him because of the situation he's in. There's a lot of stuff going on. He might be on the move, might not be on the move, like playing for an extension, the whole thing. But like it, it's been hit and miss. I guess where I'm at is I, I always, I always regularly on these post games go back to some things that Benji said. It'd be different if Grimes was like two inches taller. You know, it'd be different if he was like even like a bigger six six. You know, or six got you know six seven ideally or something like that. But he's like six four six five. He's, I don't know if his defense with his size is to the level where like it's ever going to be a major asset, enough of a major asset where he could start at the two guard position given his offensive limitations. And I say that again, I if he went somewhere and again was was had the opportunity to put up eight threes a night. I like I think he and like pretty decent degree of difficulty shots obviously he's not pulling up but like catch and shoots like coming off screens and whatnot like the the notion that Grimes could be I, I guess what I'm there's a very long-winded way of saying like the notion that Grimes they're going to trade away Grimes and Grimes is going to be a 30 minute a game starter on a great team or like a, a team that's looking to like you know be in the mix for like the top six every year I don't I'm iffier on that than I than I used to be. Um, probably because I, I I thought we would see a little bit more of an uptick in some of the other offensive stuff, and it just hasn't quite come around. If it, and, and it, it seems like a, a silly thing to nitpick about, but like I feel like at that spot, at the two guard spot, you kind of. You you kind of you kind of need unless you're just getting like otherworldly deadly shooting, where it's like at, like you know uh, Duncan Robinson level like shooting or stuff like that. Or, honestly, like David Chenzo's been this year, um, you know something like that. Uh, so at the end of the day, what are you trading away? You're probably trading away a guy who's always going to be a bench guy, which could still be incredibly valuable. I'm not, again, that's why you're not giving him away. But for where the Knicks are at right now and what they're hoping to do and the fact that they could get you, they could utilize whoever they trade for, not just this season, but as as part of 
potentially, hopefully, a, a package this summer. I'm a little bit more comfortable trading away Grimes than I probably should be. Uh, and again, I, I, I'll say it one more time. I, don't, I would not surprise me in the least if he goes somewhere and is incredibly successful. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still high on Quentin Grimes. Uh, and I, he, the notion that they should just like give him away. That's that's silly. Thanks, Russ. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Will Oliver, what's going on, Will? That defense that led to the Randall dunk was the sequence of the year. You agree with Jalen Brunson. He says it the same. He says the same thing. Won them the game. Won them the game. Absolutely won them the game. Thank you, Will. Juan Sex 51. Great win. Not saying we won't miss Grimes, but switching him for Clarkson in the second unit does make a lot of sense. So you may have read today's Knicks Film School newsletter in which I wrote a long uh, analysis of Jordan Clarkson. I like Clarkson a lot. I have a feeling the Jazz are going to ask for more than the Knicks want to pay. I think you could argue that of all these guys that were banding about the names, I think you could argue pretty pretty easily that Jordan Clarkson is the best one. Um, I was I did just uh, for anybody who's interested, shameless plug. Subscribe to the Knicks Film School newsletter. You get a seven day free trial if you sign up right now. You go ahead and read today's newsletter. I did a whole thing on Jordan Clarkson. Put a bunch of numbers in there on um how much he drives. How productive he is on drives, um, like it, positive offensive impact. Like the dudes, Jordan Clarkson is good, and and I know the shooting is has gone down. Like he she has like a forty seven effective field goal percentage this year, which is not great. Catch and shoots, he's not not great on catch and shoots, and at the same time, like teams guard him. Like people, like it's this is not Josh Hart, you know. Like teams are guarding Jordan Clarkson. So even if he's whatever he is on catch and shoots, I think he's like 34 or 36% on something like he not, not too worried about that, but like that dude, like let him cook in the second unit with you. I mean, if you put Julius out there with him, man, that's, that's deadly. And I think they're, I think a, not a lot, but I think you could survive 
minutes with him and Brunson together in the playoffs for a, a few minutes at a time. If you really do, if you really, really, if it's, if it's, it has to be Hart, OG Ananobi, and like Mitch or Hardenstein. Like that's the only way you're surviving. But for a couple minutes, and I wonder if, if the payoff isn't worth it. Um, Reasonable minds may differ on that, but I, I like Clarkson. Don't think they're going to get him. Thanks, uh, Juan Sox. Barry Craver, what's going on, Barry? We keep hearing we need a star, like a guy good enough to finish second in the MVP voting. Good luck with the Nets, with the eight Nets fans at your school tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think there are eight Nets fans in my school. Um, there, you know, but like, they, you know, kids are kids are stupid. Um, like they'll say, like, oh yeah, I'm a Nets fan, and I'll be like, okay, great. Uh. What do you think about the year that um, Royce O'Neal's having? They don't, they don't know, you know. So that that's not a real fan. Um, as far as guys, a guy good enough to finish second in their MVP voting, I'm not. I'm actually not sure uh, who who you're who you're referring to specifically there. Who finished second in MVP voting last year? Jokic, right? Um, yeah, I may be missing the missing the bit here. Sorry, Barry. But I, th- I think Jalen Brunson's a, a star, if that's what you're angling towards. Thank you. Anthony, what's going on, Anthony? Jew and JB aren't perfect, but what superstar is um, in this era of the NBA? Gone are superstars like Prime, Bron, KD, Kawhi. Julius is almost on par with Tatum. Whoa. Diff- very different players. Uh, defensively, Jason Tatum is a is an asset. But not maybe not all defense, but he's an asset. Julius is a liability. Um, Jalen or Ju- uh, J- Jason Tatum's perimeter game. Uh, he's really grown as a passer. Um, like the dude's. I mean, he's a top ten player in the league. When Julius is going right, I think Julius is a top 20 player in the league when he's going right. And then there are nights like tonight with the first three quarters. You look at him, you're like, that's not good. Uh, the thing that I keep going back to for Julius and why like I'm kind of intoxicated by the allure of, of the possibility of just keeping it going with these two guys is there is an unmatched physicality there, which which makes a difference in these close games. And that's what the playoffs are, the close games. Now, can he tap into it in the playoffs? We haven't seen it yet. But if he taps into that physicality, and I say unmatched when you combine it with the skill. And it's well, look, is it unmatched? No. I mean it's it, you know, Embiid and Jokic, but those but those guys are centers. You know, and and but even and I was gonna say Giannis. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Giannis doesn't have Julius's skill. Now, obviously, you'd rather have Giannis because Giannis is an alien, and Giannis could be the best player on the floor any game he plays. Uh, but no, I mean Julius just like what he's able to do. Like, how many guys are able to be that much of a brute force while at the same time, like making that pass to a cutting heart? Or leading the break, 
that after that defensive possession or obviously hitting that three, you know, to say nothing of um, like some of the tougher shots he hits and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, he's such a unique player. Um, As for, you know, what superstar in this era in the NBA is perfect. Like, you know, there's some, there's some good ones out there. Like we, I think there's a pretty nice top five in the league right now. Um, between, you know, Jokic and Embiid and Giannis and uh, Luka and SGA. But after that, you know, now look, maybe, maybe the, the, the next five, 10 years, whatever, is going to go much like the previous 77 years, which is like, oh, if you don't have one of the top five, you're not winning a championship. I don't know. But uh, I, I like I, I like the squad, squad we got. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate you. Kevin with another one. The Nets have 21-22 Knicks vibes, especially collapse. Yeah. Yeah, it's, except the Knicks had... Kemba Walker on that team, who was, you know, four-time All-Star, albeit slightly past his prime, just a bit. And they also had Emmanuel Quickly, who, you know, didn't play enough and uh, could have maybe helped with some of those collapses. And and that was unfortunate. But same vibes and the the losing. I mean, it's it's, it's not been good. Uh, this this stretch is bad for them. They were 13 and 10. Kevin, they were 13 and 10. They were like tied. I definitely, they were tied with the Knicks at some point, like after about a third of the season. <clears throat> Josh Hart starting causing trouble again. Uh, busy with another one. Thank you, busy. Remember the Kemba year when we kept blowing leads? Jesus Christ. Great minds think alike. So glad we have our point guard to settle our team down and close the games for us. Hashtag sorry, Brooklyn. How about hashtag sorry, not sorry. That's the thing about Brunson, right? So he misses his last four shots. He misses one of the two free throws. I don't know about you. I still felt great having him out there late. Like they were all good shots. Maybe one was a little bit, but for the most part, I thought they were all good shots. And he's just such a calming presence. And he had one moment there late. It was a, it was a second where he had to, he was helping and there was a kick to his man and he shot over and like did what he needed to do to prevent like a three. And, but then got right back into a defensive stance. It was, I wish I could remember the exact moment. It was one of the better, like two seconds of defense that I feel like I've seen Jalen Brunson play. Cause he was just completely locked in, uh, you know, which was, that was really great. I thought that was really good by him. Oh my God. The Lakers just gave up 77 points in the first half. This team is not good. Thanks, Busy. Anthony Sixto. What's going on, Anthony? Considering that we are 10 and 2 since the OG deal, it's not crazy to think about Philly's 40 20 rule. Long shot, but if the second half, if the second deal is a winner, 
and iHeart gets healthy, is it time to remove the ceiling? Um, oh, Phil's 40, 40 and 20 rule. I'll be honest. I'm not even sure what rule you're talking about. I'm assuming something about like if you could get to 40 and 20, you're a contender. Um, is it time to remove the ceiling? So we haven't talked about the Bucks firing their head coach after 43 games today. Um, and likely high, hiring the man, or I guess it's actually probably done now, but hiring the man who um, coached with uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, on the 2008 Boston Celtics, who won a championship. I think Doc's a solid coach. He'll be an upgrade over Adrian Griffin. Uh, that's not saying much. I think the Bucs will probably be better. Doc is not a great playoff coach. A lot of the same same criticisms of Tibbs have followed Doc around. Uh, but I think the Knicks are a pretty good... I, I, I don't hate the matchup for the Knicks against the Bucs. The Bucs are still a more talented team. Could we beat them? Sure. I, this is going to sound crazy to say. After the guy just went for 70 points, I think we could beat Philly. The Boston part of it is tough for me. Uh, and and that, not that they've been infallible. They have not been infallible. And if you, again, if you get them in a close game down the stretch, you could beat them. Uh, man. I want to see what trade they make. That that's part, I really am excited about this. I, I it's been a long time since I'm like di- I've been like dying for a trade. I'm really excited to see if Leon can pull one more rabbit out of his hat, which is which is tough because like I talked up Clarkson before. Like I'm not in love with Clarkson. Like I, I like Clarkson, like Brogdon. You know, I, you t- I could talk myself into a lot of these guys. I don't think the perfect trade candidate is out there. I think I think Fred's gonna. I mean, I've been writing about it the last week. I think Fred's gonna have something on this coming up soon. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what if they, if they like if they could get that perfect piece. I I just don't know what it is or where it is or, or who or who it is. You know, I, I. But man, if they if they got the right guy. I, and who knows? Maybe they'll get a guy who's like who comes in and just fits like a glove, and and then yeah, sure, I'll talk myself into it because I they've earned it, they've earned that. Brunson's that good, Julius is that good. They got to get their centers back healthy. That's vital, vital. Divincenzo's been that good of a fit, you know. Hard needs to rebound, li- literally and figuratively. Um, but they're good, they're good. Thanks, Anthony. I'll do, speaking of which, I'll do an advanced stats update. Uh, Abdullah Diallo. What's going on, Abdullah? How are you? Um, GMAC, the hardest working man in show business, managed to interview 30% of the Nets fan base <laughs> with one pregame podcast. That's mean. That's so mean. Well, also, the math doesn't quite check out because you got to, it's one person. So 30% doesn't, is not, it's not uh, like, divisible because perfectly like you you could say 33 percent, you could say 25 percent. you know not 30 percent. um 
Julius is a top 10 big for sure. Top 10 big. Top 10 big. Yeah, sure. He's top 10 big in the league. Um, okay. Advanced stats update. Uh, net rating. Knicks eighth. That's where they've kind of been sitting for a while now. Uh, at plus 4.8. But there's a big cavalcade of teams between 5.6 and 4.5. So you got the Clippers at plus 5.6. That looks like it might go up after tonight. Followed by the Nuggets, the Wolves, the Pelicans, the Knicks, and the Cavs. That's basically your second tier after Boston, Philly, and Oklahoma City. And then as far as individual ranks, uh, Knicks offense actually moves down to 10th after this game at 117.2. I think they were a little... Sorry, did I say defense? Uh, offense. I think I said defense. So their offense moves down to 10th. Their defense, however, it, I believe they moved up. They're seventh at 112.5. This could really be a top five defense very soon. The only teams ahead of them defensively are the Wolves, Celtics, Cavs, Sixers, Thunder, Magic. Like, so top 10 in both. It's generally a good sign. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With the NBA season more than midway through and the NFL season with just three games left, now is as good a time as any to pick combo projections across sports from the Specials League. For example, on any given night, take Jalen Brunson over in points, Julius Randle over in rebounds, or OG Ananobi over in steals. Then combine it with two NFL props, like Patrick Mahomes over in passing yards, Lamar Jackson over in rushing yards, or Christian McCaffrey over in touchdowns. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide Provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? I was thinking about you tonight, my precious. He was good down the stretch. <laughs> Rough first half, but an electric fourth from Julius and Hart. Julius is as flawed as can be. That makes his huge moments seem even more gargantuan. Let's go next. With an add a few more words. He is as flawed as can be for a like borderline perennial all-star at this point. And just like think about it, that sounds ridiculous, right? Okay. He's probably going to make it this year. That's three all-star games in four years. I think if a guy makes three all-star games in four years, you could call him a perennial all-star or a borderline perennial all-star at the very least. Um, so he is as flawed as can be amongst that class of player that I will agree with. And it I completely agree with you that it makes his his huge moments seem yeah, it's a good word. Gargantuan, you know? Um, unlike anybody that I've had to root for, but happy to be able to do it. 
Thank you, Jessica, as always. Ed Flood. What's going on, Ed? A dub's a dub. Stop making this win so depressing. How am I making it depressing? I was just going through it. You know, you got to listen. You call spade spade. There were there were positives. There were negatives. I I, I listen. I am not coming on yelling and screaming. I'm just calling it like it is. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate you. Dom Cappuccini with uh, our first one tonight. Beating Brooklyn and Atlanta never gets old. A Knicks fan never forgets. Uh, I love I love beating both of those teams. Uh, not Andrew always does this thing now on the pregame pods where he asks. Uh, you know, the guests, who's your Mount Rushmore of rivals? I need, I'm going to need to reassess mine after this season, but I think the Nets are, I think the Nets are on it for sure. So great to beat them. Danny Gardner with another one. Thank you for the generous contribution, Danny. Winning without the centers is massive. Yes. Winning close games with this group matters. Yes. I think they're going to come locked and loaded for the next two, assuming. I heart plays. They know these are tests. I am not assuming Hardenstein plays. I'm a little worried about Hardenstein. I'm a little worried because it's Achilles. It's Achilles, and we saw the impact that the uh, an Achilles injury had on him at the beginning of last year when two months into the season, everybody wanted to ship him out of town. He was not the same player. Did not have the same impact. And it, yeah, that that worries me. But to, to you know, the flip side of that coin, you're saying it. Winning without the centers is massive. It's funny for a team that their centers get the lowest usage rate of any center position in the NBA. Um, <clears throat> their centers are so vital for what they do. It's really, it's probably it's an oversimplistic analogy, but I truly believe that their centers are. It's like the foundation of a house. You don't see it. It's a dingy basement. It's nothing to look at. But without it, you're fucked. And they need their centers. And like tonight, Sims Achua, good enough. But they need their guys back. Thank you, Danny. Will Oliver with another one. Imagine getting booed as you shoot free throws at home. I, I keep that's. Listen, they wanted this. They wanted this. They had a, like, okay, it's not great, right? It was in the middle of a swamp. Shitty, shitty arena. I went to Continental Airlines Arena many times. I don't know. It had a certain kitsch to it. I enjoyed watching basketball games there. I didn't think it was terrible, but it was theirs. It was theirs, and like there was a decent. I, I kid around the ride it a lot, but there were there were real net fans there, people who had grown up with this team, who this team meant something to. This team doesn't mean dick to Brooklyn, you know. It means nothing, with the exception of like yes, a select few people, but they have no footprint here. None. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Thank you, Will. Dom with another one. I have to give Leon credit. Always good to give Leon credit for the nerve for nerves of steel. 
any of us in his shoes would be frantically on the phones after pick uh, almost any of the last 12 games. Uh, listen, there's a lot of compromises that get made. Isaiah Arnstein's on the shelf right now because of an Achilles injury, which credit to Ian Bagley put out something the other day, which said flat out, it's an overuse thing. You know? Oh, I wonder why he would have an overuse injury. <laughs> That's shocking. No, I mean, like, and, and I'll defend Tibbs till, till the cast come home, but like, because I don't think, it, like, look, so, sometimes you take a risk. In this case, the risk did not appear to pay off. Did you win? A, did you win one game because you extended Hardenstein? Did you win two games? Did you win three games? Like he needed, he felt he needed him for those games, and it may have made the difference. We don't know if it made the difference in one game, two games, three, whatever. But, but it's it may have contributed. Probably did contributed to this injury. Now you can't sit here and be like, oh, if he had played him four and a half minutes left, then this wouldn't have happened, or you would have needed to play him six minutes a half. Six minutes, six and a half minutes left over these two games, or what? You can't sit here and do that. Like you, you play your guys and you take your chances. My point in going through this is like the reason why he can kind of rest easy is because he knows he has a head coach that will do everything in his power, including cut off his own foot if it takes it to win games. That is a gift and a curse. It is a gift because as Leon Rose, you do not have to be as frantic on the phones. Because you could trust that Tibbs is going to keep the ship afloat. The downside of that is how he keeps the ship afloat. And, you know, it's, it's not always to everybody's liking. So, you know. But I, I, I don't worry about Leo. I don't think he's going to make a bad trade. Thanks, Tom. Chris Carter. What's going on, Chris? Thank you for the uh, very generous contribution. I was at the game tonight. I hope you had fun. <clears throat> there was a moment when the cameras camera was scanning the crowd for a Nets fan. Found this adorable kid in a Nets jersey. Then he lifted it up to reveal a Ewing jersey underneath. So shout out to him. <laughs> that really happened? Oh my God. Why would he have the Nets jersey on? Over the Ewing jersey. Was that a bit? I, maybe it was a bit. Maybe that was his goal all along. If so, that kid's the greatest. Um, unless he was just doing it to like appease someone. I don't know. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. I want to I want to find that kid and know the story behind that. Thank you, Chris. For, appreciate that. It's a good story. 